welcome to Let's Meet the Virologists, a podcast about the people behind today's virology headlines, people working to understand viruses and how they affect you. We are talking with students, postdocs, and other virologists so that you can learn who they are and what they do. I am Larissa Thackeray, and I am hosting this podcast from America's Heartland in St. Louis, Missouri. On June 22, 2022, we talked with Aurelien Schwar, a postdoctoral researcher at Boston College. He received his master's from Bordeaux University and PhD from Tours University in France. He is currently studying insulin-like peptides encoded by large double-stranded DNA viruses in the Iridoviridae family. Thanks for talking with us today. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, nice to meet you, Teresa. So my name is uh, Aurélien Chouard. It's a, a very French name, quite hard to to pronounce for some Americans, but still. Uh, so I'm based in Boston now for a year. I'm a postdoctoral researcher uh, at Boston College in the uh, Altindis lab. And I'm really happy like to be with you today. Great, and can you tell us a little bit about sort of how you first became interested in science and then virology? Mm, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, every time this question is coming, I'm always saying that it's thanks to great teachers first, because yeah, teachers can be great, some can be bad, but yeah, when you have great ones, it can give you like the, the vibes to do science and to, to like go on for the next year, next decade, or maybe even for life. So yeah, that's my first interest in science and specifically in microbiology first was like thanks to great teachers. And then can you tell us a little bit about sort of the path that you followed to get where you are now? So how did you sort of end up in your undergrad or your graduate institution, you know, this kind of a thing? Like how, what, what brought you to those institutions, those particular labs, and then the one that you are in right now? Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, as I say, I have like great teachers in high school and uh, I was already taking some lessons, uh, biology, specialized biology in microbiology specifically. And so just after high school in French, we can, we have the like different paths to, to choose. Uh, I choose like first um, to go on a technical uh, degree on biology. Uh, of course, it was more industrial, a uh, bit medical. And uh, so I follow this pathway to just get like my first degree uh, as soon as possible. And basically just after that, maybe go to work directly. So it was two years after uh, high school graduation. Uh, but after that, I learned more and more about like the theory of biology. And I was like, I want to learn more and more. So finally, after this technical degree, I went to college. So it was like uh, three years of college in the University of Bordeaux. Uh, the first technical degree was in Lyon, my hometown, which is really kind of famous about like infectiology. Uh, we have the only biosafety for um, um, laboratory in, in public laboratory in, in France. So it's, it takes like, uh, there is a lot of resources in this town, but I moved from my college to Bordeaux, which is a, a, a city that is most famous for the wine, <laughs> but still there is good research. And uh, after, so during this degree, uh, it was my grad, um, I, it was like kind of bachelor degree in France. Uh, I was like more on biology, cell biology and molecular biology. 
And finally, to go back like on what I was like really fond of during my master's degree is to I went back to microbiology with like an opening on immunology as well for two years, same in the University of Bordeaux. And as in France, it's like kind of mandatory to get to have a master's degree to go in PhD programs. So after that, I applied to different uh, PhD programs and I, you have to pass some in like uh, contest against other like of course apply, uh, applicants and I finally uh, went to the Tour University it's like nearby Paris like one hour train with high speed train <laughs> and uh, so yeah my PhD was uh, on biology my master thesis was as well on biology so uh, I like start with during my master degree on adenovirus so double-stranded DNA virus and I like follow up with my PhD that was working on a Marek disease virus. It's a very, it's not very really famous, but really interesting herpes virus. And I did my PhD in three year in tour. And uh, yeah, it was like really, really interesting because the virus that I was studying in my master, like adenovirus, and the one like the follow, the, the next, the next one, the Marek, uh, are really interesting because they are like, and all of the viruses are have the abilities to like encode peptide protein that modify and modulate the environment, or like the cell environment or the cell metabolism. And I, my two labs was really like trying to characterize this really like interesting peptide that really can switch everything, can like have like either countermeasures or like can just uh, perform chemo attraction. So it's really like my background now, and I will uh, probably explain that later uh, here in Altindis Lab, it's exactly the same. So I always following this path of like almost viral mammary and like also like protein that can like regulate and modulate the cells directly. So yeah, so that's, that's my, my my path to go where I am now. And and how did you um, end up in Boston? How did what was that process like? Yeah, sure. Uh, about Boston, like uh, two years ago, like during my PhD, uh, a really good friend of mine like sent me a video, a YouTube video, which is really interesting. And it was uh, this video was about the discovery of uh, the viral insulin by um, Dr. Altindis in the Ronald Kahn lab in Harvard Med School. And I was really like mesmerized, like, wow, like why viruses can like have this insulin and why? So of course they start to work on this. And Emra, my boss, uh, like built his own lab. And like two years after he just like, of course, sent an application, um, <clears throat> a job offer and on Twitter. And I just applied to it. Uh, and uh, yeah, so because I was like two years before I see this video and like, it was just a good timing for me just to apply. And of course, like we have like interview and everything. And after I just joined his lab because the virus like that encodes the viral insulin are double-stranded DNA virus. So I was working on some of these viruses. So I, I, I was a, a good match. So I just jumped at the end of my PhD. Actually two weeks after my PhD defense, I just jumped to Boston. So it was really, really, really cool.
Cool. And can you tell us a little bit about that work, I guess? So sort of like, what is the big picture question that you're trying to address? And then maybe some of the techniques that you use to sort of um, do your work. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, as I say, my boss discovered like four years ago, the viral insulin. So there is some viruses that encode in your genome. They are all double-stranded DNA viruses. So quite large virus here. And they they have in their sequence some insulin-like peptides. And what he did is to chemically synthesize this insulin and try to see if there is any interaction with the insulin receptor or the IGF-1-like receptor. And apparently it works. It works really well. So basically this insulin can bind to the human receptors and that was like a really like the funding of the of the lab. So virus encode insulin, and this insulin when they are like synthesized, they can bind to the receptor and of course elicit all the downstream signaling in the cells. So that was like the very beginning. But as I say, it was like chemically synthesized insulin. So my part as a virologist, I'm like as the only virologist in my team now. It's really a challenge. So is to really understand taking the virus, like the, the, all the viruses that we have in the lab and to understand what air is the real function of this viral insulin in the viral cycle. And not only on the receptor, we are more like, we have like good, really talented biochemists in the team and they are like doing a great job on this aspect, but on the viral aspect, this is what I'm like, I was, I'm hired and that's the goal. So that the big picture is to really understand the function of the insulins, of this viral insulin. So, and after about the, the, the technique, I really start like almost like the project of the virology project here. So it was really basic virology, but I have to like to really start from almost nothing. Uh, when I jump here, it was like, you have one cells, one cell line, sorry, and one virus and just try to like, go on and find out. So I was really excited about this project. So I'm still really excited about this project. So yeah, it was like, understand if of course the viral insulin during the viral cycle is first produced, transcribed and produced because if you have like something in your DNA, it doesn't mean that it's like transcribed and produced. So this is like very basic, but we have to understand it. And to do this, I did like just QPCR, like classical ones. Uh, as well as we don't know what are uh, what is the fate of this insulin if they are secreted in the cells uh, outside of the cells to have like autocrine paracrine effects. Another uh, really interesting experience like that I did like IF and mass spec to identify like the secreted proteins during viral infections. So this is like the, the first like step of uh, the projects, and now we are like actively working on uh, the in vivo project. We want like really to go on, on the organism. And what I didn't say is that all, all of these viruses are belong to the Iridovirulae family, which are mainly um, fish viruses and um, reptile and a lot of like uh, non-vertebrate viruses, uh, organisms that can be infected by this virus. And so we are trying to find a good organism and has, uh, we don't want to bring the real, uh, the real, real uh, organism that can be infected by the, the, by the virus, which is the GIV, G 
GIV virus is one of the viruses that I, I work with. And GIV is the short for grouper aridovirus. So we don't want to bring any grouper in our facility, or we could, but it's not as easy as it can be, of course, because they are quite large, large uh, fishes. So the main model that I'm working on right now is the zebrafish. Make, uh, makes sense because it's really convenient to work with. But the first things to do is to understand if they can be infected by our viruses. It's, it's of course, not uh, obvious that a fish virus can infect another fish. It's not like, so I'm really actively working on it. So I set up all, all the facility here to bring zebra fish and to perform infection on them. Uh, so this is like our uh, main, like actual um, big part of work on the in vivo part. And after, when, if we have like good results and if this fish can be infected, we will like, start to understand first the tropism of these viruses. And if this helps, because I'm working, uh, I'm a, a, at the beginning a molecular biologist. So my other part is to uh, synthesize, uh, to produce viruses that will be deleted for these VILPs. So in one hand, we will have the wild type virus. And on the other one, we will have the Delta um, uh, viral insulin viruses. And by playing with these two uh, viruses, we will just understand maybe if there is a switch of tropism um, in the in the animal as well uh, in vitro we will do all the like the, the mechanistic and the like basic parameter parameters that we we know in biology like replication uh, curve and everything to understand if this helps have a true impact on the viral cycle in vitro but in vivo on the organs uh, on the different organs and on the as well, if we can go like really, if I if we look really far, we can like understand if if it can impact the um, insulin and glucose homeostasis indirectly in, in the organism. So uh, zebrafish as a model system, I don't think we've talked to anyone that actually uses that. So you, can you talk a little bit about how do you infect zebrafish? And then maybe um, if I'm not mistaken, one of the advantages to zebrafish is you can actually have um, you know, you can genetically not manipulate them in a way. So are you planning on doing that as well? Mm, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the first point is how we infect the zebrafish. And it was like one of my first questions to answer because uh, how, uh, I, I, thanks to my experience during my PhD, I was working on the Marek disease virus. It's a, it's a chicken virus. So I, I jumped from chicken to fish, which is kind of funny. But uh, I have a good training uh, on, on the Marek virus. And first idea was to do IP, uh, intraperitoneal in injection of the virus. Um, and we have here uh, some really good researchers that work, work specifically on the zebrafish, not on infectiology, but they give us really good, good clues and good help about this project. So yeah, one of the first experiments was to understand how we can infect it. So that's a really good question. So we try IP, I try um, water bath infection. People were, are doing this quite oftenly. So just basically put the virus in the water, like natural way of infection. And finally, we are ending up to infect the zebrafish by directly putting the virus in the gills and on the, on the fish directly to like really to avoid the dilution of the virus in the water and to have, because it, it, it have a small impact on, on, the, on the potential infectivity. So we are working actually on, on, on this part. 
I did like several experiments and the one that is relevant seems to be like directly on the gills of uh, and also um, of, of the fish. And yeah, another point that I want to bring is, yeah, the tropism can also be impacted by the age of the organism, of course. We know that some virus can infect children and not adults. It's exactly the same for fish. So we try different age, um, age of zebrafish, juvenile, larvae, embryo, and adults, and as well as different genotype. We have different genotype of zebrafish. And so that's the first part on the infection. And for the second part, uh, I forget the question. Oh, it's whether you're going to actually use the ability to genetically manipulate them. Yeah, and we are actually working on, uh, we already think about that, but to bring some uh, immunocompromised fish to see if like there is any um, um, clearance by the um, zebra fish that will clear the virus out. So we try to bring some immunocompromised fish so that are modified to see if it's really like linked to the Immune, immune systems or more really on the tropism and that the, the receptor is not here. So we are not like actively working on some modified fish because like we are, we have so much things to do right now, but in the future, why not? Yeah, to like just suppress the interferon response in some fish and see if like this very specific virus can be uh, can be like the, the curve and the growth of this virus can be modified, yeah. Cool, cool. And is it only these um, invertebrates, as it were, that are uh, invertebrate infecting DNA viruses that encode these viral insulins or are there other uh, sort of DNA viruses that also encode them? No, they are all belonging to the Iridoviridae family. There is only six viruses that have this really interesting capability. Uh, but all of them like infect uh, either um, uh, fish. Uh, there is some uh, really uh, interesting data uh, as well on frogs. But yeah, this is the viral part, and our lab is 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 not a big lab, but we are like doing really like diverse uh, experiments and like project, which is really interesting. And uh, another project that was just like published like really recently uh, in PNAS, it like. Our lab show as well that there is a, some bacteria that encodes insulin, and this bacteria could be involved in some onset of diabetes. So that's really interesting, and we just like like our team just published a really interesting paper about that. So there is not only viruses; there is as well bacteria and other microorganisms that like encodes viral insulin. So there is yeah, viruses but bacteria. So it might be part of the microbiome, as it were. Sure. Yeah. A, a lot of our lab, a lot of people in our lab are working on microbiome as well. Like the impact of the microbiome of, on the onset of disease is so, like, like people are like getting, uh, are doing research so actively like you do on this part. It's so interesting. And as well for diabetes, there is like people that show that there is a higher prevalence of, of some subtype of enteroviruses in uh, type 1 diabetes patients versus uh, the lean. So yeah, it's really, really interesting to work here on, on, on these kind of interesting questions. Right, right. 
Cool. And are you presenting some of this work at ASV this year or? Sure. Yeah, I have a poster um, that I will present in Madison. It will be great, great, great to present in like here in, in person. So yeah, I will be happy to present this really interesting project to anyone that is interesting in microbiome, but in virology, it's really like the crossing of lots of field here. And this is what I like in science, even if I love virology at, at first, of course, but yeah, like doing biochem, chemistry and microbiology in the same time, uh, it's really, really interesting. And I like, yeah, I, that's why I joined MRAS lab at the, at the first place. So yeah, I will present all our data that we get in the future, sure. Cool. And then I guess just to finish up, um, what has been, I guess you actually moved to Boston during the pandemic. What's the, what have the last two years been like for you? Um, not being uh, sort of being in a different country, um, as it were, um, having to move, things like that. Mm, yeah, it was quite challenging last year to move, of course, due to COVID and the U.S. restriction was quite kind of strict. So we have to get like in national interest exception to come on the, in the country. And it was like, yeah, challenging because uh, at the end of our PhD, uh, of my PhD, I have to just jump like to the, to the other country really like shortly. But yeah, my, the main impact was before uh, on my last year of PhD, it was really hard here because we like locked down the, the country and the lab of, like, it was closed. And so we have to stop lots of really nice experiments on my last year. And uh, so this is a true impact here. But uh, after, yeah, it was like lots of paper to do, of course, to come to US. But uh, after when I was here, it was okay. Like it was like, and Boston is really a nice city, a bit cold <laughs> when you're not used to, but uh, it's, it's really, yeah, really super interesting because we can have like collaboration with uh, a really wide range of people, zebrafish, uh, people that are everywhere here facility that are really innovative and yeah the environment here is really cool so I was I really I'm really happy to be in Boston. Great well thanks so much for talking with us today and we look forward to seeing your work at ASB. Sure Larissa happy to meet you there. This has been Let's Meet the Virologists a podcast about people who study viruses. This is your host Larissa Thackeray and thanks for listening. You can find us on Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and other podcast providers, or at lmtv.podbean.com.